theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Baruchim Aboyim. We're up to page Vav. So we learned that Moshe, when he came back to Hashem, after he was sent originally to Parai, at the end of Parsha Shmois, and he asks, Lama hazeh, Why have you afflicted and brought so much suffering to this people? After he was sent to Parai and after the Jewish people, the policemen who were appointed by the generals or by the commanders of Parai to oversee the slaves and oversee their work. And they're very upset at him and they say, Yehra Hashem Aleichem V'yishpoit, Hashem should see what you have done and judge you because you have uh, placed a sword in Parai's hands to kill us as a result of your incessant requests that he set us free, which only caused to antagonize him and provoke him into more anger and more hatred and therefore abusing us and torturing us more. So he comes and asks, And the Maimri explains that the question of Moshe was that Golos was obviously part of Midas Hadin, it's part of the justice, part of the system of consequences of actions and consequences, which is called Midas Hadin, the attribute of Din. Din is justice. Like you have a Din Torah, like you have a Din, a court case. You look at what the person did, what the consequences are, who's guilty, who's innocent. And he's looking, as the Medrash Rabbah says in Parshish Shmois, for the transgressions that preceded it. As the Medrash says, I looked in Beratius and I see consequences and actions, actions and consequences, and Shmois, I don't see it. And then he, as he quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, Death is preceded by sin, suffering is preceded by avoidness, by transgression. So he's trying to understand two things, what's called Shoirish Hadin and Shuras Hadin. That's how he started page Vav, Shoirish Hadin Shuras Hadin. What is the meaning of this? What was he looking for? So he began with an introduction that generally the behaviors down here below are a reflection of the behaviors above. Meaning, that which is entrenched, that which is ingrained in the nature on earth is a reflection of the Hanhaga, of the behavior in heaven, the behavior of Hashem in relationship to His creation. And that's in fact why we have the different natures that we have in order that we should be able to derive from it and deduce from it backwards, from bottom up to see how it is in the source. One example of this was the example he gave from what the Pasuk says in Mishle. Perik Chavzayin, Proverbs 27. That the face that I show to the water, the water will reflect back to me like a mirror. And the Mishle, Shlomo Melech says in Mishle, the same is true with the heart of one person to another person. That the heart that you show to somebody is reflected back to you. Why? Because it triggers a similar response in the other person's heart. So therefore, just like the water, it's not a choice. You can, unless the water is very dirty and very murky. But if the water is regular water or clean water, 
or at least semi-clean water, it has no choice. It's not like something that you choose and if the water, it's, it's teva, it's part of nature. The face that I show the water, it's like a mirror, it's going to be mirrored back to me. The same is true, Cain Leva, Adam, Allah, Adam, that the other heart also has no choice. You can't help but respond, but be triggered naturally by the emotions of the other person. There has to be, if it's negative, in other words, there has to, there could be avoid that you could work on it and the person hates you and uh, naturally there's a reflection, you could work on it. But the natural response is that it's a mirror. The heart that you show me, you will get back from me because the heart of another person, even though it's another person, it's not like a mirror. It's not like light, it's not water. It's another person who has his own uh, personality and his own, he's independent of me. Nonetheless, that's the Chiddush, that Cain Leva Adam Allah Adam, that if I love somebody or I demonstrate positive, as he puts it, a positive gesture to somebody, a positive emotion to somebody, you show him a face or a gesture of love and affection, it's going to affect, it's going to trigger the response of that person towards me as well. Yisoyer avas chaveri love. Why do people love babies? Yeah, and it smiles back. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you saying that's why people love babies. Okay, beautiful. On the other hand, when I show you a face, when I show somebody a face of zam, of, of sourness, of, of anger, of frustration, of negativity, that will be aroused in the heart of the other person. Why does the Pasuk teach it to us? Not just that we should know about the relationships between people, which is also very important. But he says it's also to teach you that if it's this way down here, it's because this is the way that Hashem set up the world, not only down here, this is the way Kivayachal, that the Hanhaga is Lamaila also, the behavior is Bashem as well. And he explained that when a person lives with Bidas Habitachin, with a sense of trust, with a sense of confidence, with a sense of assurance, a sense of Bitachin, which is always dependent on Midas Ha'ava. It depends on the attribute of love. Because when you have a trusted friend, a true Oyhev Neman, a true trusted friend, you're confident, there's a certainty that he's going to fulfill your requests, that he's your fan, that he loves you, he wants to be here for you, that he'll do whatever he can to be here for you. When a person lives with that type of attitude, with bitachin, which bitachin always comes from ahava, because the source of bitachin is my confidence in you, my knowledge of my love to you, your love to me, that you're a real, real friend, not a friend sometimes, or when it's worth it for you, or when I did you a favor, or when, <laughs> or when you think it's good to invest in me, or when I'm having a good day. That's not an Oyev Neman. That's called, you know, ulterior motives, different types of friendships that are more superficial. But an Oyev Neman, a trusted friend, I don't doubt that one morning you're going to wake up and say that today you're going to betray me. Today you're going to deceive me. Today you're going to hurt me. That ahava causes a bitachin. So when a person has that attitude, a person lives with that attitude. So it's not just a good way to live psychologically and emotionally. 
He says you actually attract the midah of Ava. You actually attract the midah of Chesed. It says clearly in Tehillim. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Perik Lamed Beis, chapter 32, Somebody who trusts, in God we trust, right? Somebody who trusts in Hashem, he becomes surrounded by Chesed. Chesed encompasses him, it engulfs him. There is a halo of kindness and love that is all over him. Why? Because Kamayim Aponim Laponim Kain Adam Aladim is not just with water. It's not just with other people. It's Kivayachal even with God Himself. When I show that face of, of, uh, of, of, of love, of assurance, of Bitachin, that's the face Kivayachal that you get back. Right. Right, but that's the whole idea, that the reason the Teva, every Teva that's between people down here, is because it evolved from the way it is in the spiritual worlds. Yeah, of course. Huh? Melech Basada, Ma'aripanam Seichakais. Ma'aripanam Seichakais. Yeah. So that's what David HaMelech means. He says, Ha'beteyach Bashem Chesed Yisevevenu. That the Betochen itself, it draws forth, it draws out a whole new energy. Just like when I show the the water a certain face, I show a person a certain face, his heart now responds in a new way. You're not a victim to other people's responses. You're very empowered. Like we spoke last, last, last year at length, last Thursday about, you know, people who want to change other people. You want to change your children and you want to change your spouse and you want to change this one and you want to change that one. But really the greatest person you could change is yourself. When you change your attitudes, when you change your perspective, when you change your vision, literally you change your vision. You don't realize how much power you have. We're always blaming if this person would behave this way, then I'll become a happy person. Then I'll be normal. Then I'll be balanced. But very often I'm looking in the wrong direction. Yeah, like Rabbi Yaakov said, you point a finger on somebody else, you're pointing three fingers on yourself. In other words, if I can really change my attitude genuinely inside of myself, I have a tremendous effect on the people around me, especially the close people around me. Ah, you'll say, how will they know? Oh, they'll know. Cain leva adam adam is not even consciously. <laughs> Told you, sometimes you feel a very positive feeling towards somebody. You don't even know why. They never did anything for you. <laughs> they never did anything for you, but probably they like you. Deep down they like you, and you feel it. You don't know why, they never told it to you. But you know sometimes you have a very positive feeling towards somebody. There's like a very deep connection over there. Because it's Cain Leva Adam Aladim. Your heart is a mirror. And therefore your feelings, your emotions towards me trigger something very real in my heart. The law of attraction. All the concepts of the law of attraction. There's elements, there's elements in the law of attraction that are based on Torah. There's elements in the law of attraction that are based on Torah. Huh? Yeah. So my perception of reality often creates that reality. It's not just, there's an objective reality and now I have to deal with it. My very perception of my reality has a tremendous impact on my reality. 
He lives in a world of chesed. He's mam midas ava. That's the lev adam al adam. And I guess it's not just a marshal for lemaila, but I guess adam is also defined and sometimes as adam ha'elyon. It's a second point. Ve'im it continues. The line starts misnahig. In the middle of the page, Vav, like ten lines from the top. Conversely, somebody who lacks the betochen, the, the attitude of Ava, his behavior is with tremendous fears and tremendous concerns. Alpimidas hadin, a person feels that he's always being judged and scrutinized, and he's guilty, you know, guilty till proven innocent. That's his behavior. Always fearful and concerned that everything is bad for him and everything is, he's gonna be exacted for justice for everything. This is very intense now. As it says by Eiv, in Eiv Perik Aleph, as you know, the book of Eiv, Job, we spoke a few times, is the safer that deals with, uh, the concept of human suffering in this world, the question known as theodicy, which is why bad things happen to good people, or apparent bad things happen to good people. And the, the story is Eiv. The Gemara in Baba Basra has a few opinions who Eiv was, including the opinion that that Eiv is a fictional character and is just here to make a point. Or others, other shittas in Baba Basra in the first Perik, say that he did live at a certain period of time. But the way the Sefer Eiv starts is that there was a man, Ish Haya Be'eretz Utz, Ushmai Eiv. There was a man in the land of Utz, and his name was Eiv. And the way the Torah, the Tanakh introduces him is, he was Tam V'yashar V'yirei Aleikim V'sar Meira. He was Tam, which means he was innocent, he was Yashar, he was straight. Yirei Aleikim, he feared God. V'sar Meira, and he stayed away, stayed away from Ra. It says that he had seven children, seven sons, ten children. He had seven sons and three daughters. And he was a man of tremendous affluence, tremendous wealth. And uh, his children would make feasts constantly. And there were seven boys. So they had seven feasts continuously. Everyone took one day. And there was a life of a lot of feasting and celebrating. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all the way through Shabbos. And they would invite their sisters. So all the children could be together. Every boy took one day. And that's how they would make consecutive mishtas. And when the feasts would finish, when a cycle of feasts would finish, the Pasuk says, Eiv would wake up in the morning and bring offerings. Why would he bring offerings? Ki Amar Eiv, Eiv would always say, constantly, Ulai chatu bonai. Maybe my children are really, you know, rotten apples, rotten potatoes, and they have sinned in all these feasting. Maybe they're cursing, like Rashi says, it's a, it's a euphemism. Berchu means the opposite. They're cursing Hashem in their heart. This is his behavior constantly. They made a party and he thought they're sinning. They may be sinned and they're not, instead of blessing Hashem, they're doing the opposite. And therefore he would bring offerings. That's the context in which Sefer Eiv begins. This is the background. And then begins, Amaisa the Sultan came to Hashem and said that uh, he went around, uh, he went around the world and, uh, and Hashem asks him if he met Eiv. Eiv is this extraordinary person. 
And uh, the Sutton says, let's test him, he's not so extraordinary, and then begins a whole story of Eev suffering. Okay. When Eev begins his whole process of suffering, this is all I quoted was from chapter 1 of Eev. His friends come to comfort him. And this goes for many, many chapters, until finally Hashem reveals himself to the friends and gets upset at them for trying to give reasons of justifications of sins that Eov did. But when his friends come to see him and comfort him, Eov speaks to them. And in chapter 3 of Eov, he has an expression and he says, Ki pachad pachadati My whole life I was petrified. I lived a life of fear, and what I feared came to me. It happened. What I dreaded my whole life actually materialized. As Rashi says, My whole life was one big fear and is materialized. I never had a moment of serenity. I never had a moment of quiet. I never had menucha. And indeed, indeed, the, the anxiety I always suffered from Hit me. That's what Eov, Eov responds as his friends came to comfort him. There's also a very interesting Gemara, and that is that Rabbi Yeshua ben Horkinus, who was a student of Rabbi Akiva, says, Eov served God out of love. So the Gemara says over there that one of the Tanoim said, Miyegala, Rabbi Yeshua ben Horkinus says, Le'avad Iyav elamei ahava. Iyav served God out of love. Amr Rabbi Yeshua. So Rabbi Yeshua said, Miyegala afa meinecher Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Who will take off the sand from your eyes? Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, he passed away already. Shayisa doirish kol yamecher shaloyavad Iyav esamakam elameyira. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai, his whole life, your whole life, Kol Yamecha, used to say that Eev served out of fear. And now the Talmud of your Talmud, Rabbi Akiva's student, Rabbi Yeshua, argues with you and says he did it out of love. So Rashi says, what did Rabbi Yechonim and Zakkai mean that his whole life he served out of fear? He was always concerned and worried that he shouldn't get punished. This was his way. That's why he's introduced as a Yireya Lekim. What was he afraid of? He was always afraid of, always afraid of punishment. It's a certain way of life. He lived with just tremendous anxiety that the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, his children are sinners, and the Rebbeinu Shalaylam is going to punish him. So he says, Somebody who lives this way with tremendous extra fears and concerns that he's going to be judged like it says by Eev, he feared God. He was always afraid that his children are bad, his children sinned. So he drew, he drew forth on himself the attribute of Din. Again, just like somebody who lives with positivity, with an attitude of Ava and Betochen. So Kivayachal, that's what he triggers Lamaila that Midah. Eev lived with the opposite. He didn't trust. He didn't love. He didn't feel confident that God is his friend and loves him. 
He felt on the contrary. He looked at his children and he assumed that they're bad. They're negative. He didn't see the positive in them. Ulay chatu. They're having a good time. It means they must be sinning. And himself, he was afraid of punishment. He was afraid of punishment. That's the world he lived in. That's the world he created. He created that world of Midas Adin. Like he says, No shalva, no serenity. I was not serene. I was not relaxed. I never had serenity. And the anxiety came. What I feared actually came. In other words, what Eev is saying is something fascinating. That he attracted a certain energy to him. What I was always afraid of. I was always afraid of this. This is what I brought into, this is what he brought into his life. That's why the Balshemtiv said, Al Pasik Hashem Tzilcha. The Balshemtiv said on the Pasik in Tehillim, Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. Tehillim Kapitel Kufchafalaf. Right? We all know the Kashir Amalis, Esseina Yalaharim, Ayin Yavayazri. He won't let you falter. What do we say after that? Hashem Shemrecha. God protects you. Hashem Tzilcha. Hashem is your shadow. So the way we usually, the conventional way of explaining it is a shadow. It's a hot, sunny day. The heat can scorch you. So you go into a, you go under a tree which casts a shadow in order to find refuge, to find a little protection from the scorching heat. Hashem Tzilcha, God is your shadow, like something that protects you. The Baal Shem Tev said, Hashem Tzilcha is Kemoy Hatzel. God is like a shadow. What's the uniqueness of a shadow? Who moves first, you or the shadow? <laughs> you move and the shadow follows you. So this is a very powerful interpretation. Hashem Tzilcha, just like we create the attitudes of other people, Kevayachal Hashem Tzilcha, we even have an impact. We even have an impact. If, if, if I could say it in blunt words, but I don't mean it literally, is you create your own God. Or you create your own relationship with God. Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is your shadow. I lift up my hand this way and the shadow responds. I walk this way and the shadow responds. You know, people do it sometimes children in the street. You remember when you were a child and you tested the shadow and you wanted to see if your shadow was going to respond? Your shadow always responds to you. Hashem Tzilcha. The Tzemach Tzedek writes that uh, his grandson, the Balatanya, <coughs> passed away, Metzai Shabbos Shmois Chavdala Tevis, Tovkofayin Gimel, 1812, in a little, little town called Piena in the Ukraine. He was running away from Napoleon. And in the middle of the winter, 1812, it was the middle of the war, he passed away. So he describes that Metzai Shabbos, this is what he writes, his grandfather saw him davening Maidev, just a few minutes before he passed away. The Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, saw the Tzamach Tzedek, who was at that time a young man. Uh, he was 23 approximately, 22, 23. And he was davening Maidev. And I guess he saw that his grandfather was ill. He doesn't write that. And he said, I david with Marish Chayra. I david with tremendous melancholy and like a sense of depression. And my grandfather saw this. And he waited till I finished my Nasser. And he said, and then he quoted for me a Zohar. And he quotes the whole Zohar that his grandfather told him. 
The Zoya says, Tochazi, go see, go see. The higher world is a reflection of the lower world. And he said, if, he says, the higher world is a reflection, it's a mirror. So he says, if you're in a state of positivity, of a positive attitude, all the higher worlds respond that way. You trigger that energy in all of the worlds. And the opposite. And he said, do not allow yourself to be overtaken by these types of attitudes and moods. It's not just good advice that you should be a positive person, it's better for life. The positivity itself changes the dynamic of everything. I guess this was the basis of what the Tzamech Tzaddik used to say, Tracht good, good. this is what he heard that Mitzray Shabbos. So he writes this a few minutes before his aid that the Balatanya passed away. So what's this idea? This idea is that very often we create the life that we live. Of course, there are circumstances that we don't create. We all know that. There are circumstances out of control, out of our control. But in many ways, so much of the quality of life, are you living a great, is your life a blessed life? Or is your life chas v'shalom the opposite? If you look at circumstances, Every person, we live in a world that is incomplete. But in many ways, it's how I define it. The person looks at life and says, wow, there's so much blessing, and they're living in a blessed world. And the opposite as well. So that's in terms of attitude. You really create the life that you live in. And here we're going even more, and that is that there's so many things that are actually created as a result of our perception and our feeling and our attitude. A person should not look at their children and say, Ulai maybe my kids are so bad. Maybe you gotta look at your kids and say, maybe they're so good. Now, some people, it's an interesting thing here. Some people really feel like what Rashi says about Eoiv, that his whole life he was worried that God is gonna punish him. That was that was what he worried. For some people, that is the essence of Yiddishkeit. Somebody once told me, uh, somebody once came over to me after a shear. It was a woman's class. And she said to me that uh, she's been very happy recently. So I said, Baruch Hashem. Usually people don't come to me to tell that to me. They usually come to say the opposite. She says, and it's making me miserable. <laughs> I said, oh, now I know why you're coming to me. So I say, why is it making you miserable? She says, what is Hashem, what does Hashem have up his sleeve in the future if I'm so happy now? What does he have up his sleeve? What am I going to be getting? <laughs> it was hard for her to fathom. I said, I don't understand. Why would you think this way? Why would you think this way? A child has a wonderful relationship with his father or mother. And the child says, you know, my, my parents are so nice to me. What do they have up their sleeve? <laughs> What's going to be next year? What are they going to do to me? <laughs> Why would you think this way? Why would you think this way? So she looked at me like, I'm crazy. She says, what do you mean? This is, this is how I was taught. This is how I was educated. So, so, ah? Uh, yeah, Yireya Lekim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So actually, Eiv was a good man. Successfully, he was a good man. He was a Tam, he was a Yasher, he was a Surmeira. <laughs> but the Gemara in Saita, somebody said, 
So Yeshua says, no, no, me Right? So the question is, was he a good person? He was a very good person. But Eif clearly testifies about himself that his whole life he lived in fear. Yeah. The Bishoban Honkernos. So you want to know what was the Hava Mina that Eif Avad Mayava? Obviously, there's such a Hava Mina in Gemara, there's such a shit in Gemara. Yeah, it's a good order. I don't know. It's a good order. If you take a look in 20, he says, Ktusha Slevi Parshas Bishalach and Parshas Nosai. The Baditchever, the Helika Baditchever, but Baditchever has a sefer called Ktusha Slevi. So in Parshas Bishalach and Parshas Nosai, Visham, the Kedusha Slavi says, "Habal Shem Tivayom Meichiach Tamid Esa Oylam Bazeh Pasuk Hashem Tzilcha." The Hainu Kameishat Sel Oisem Mashta Adam Oisek Kachek Kedush Habayde Baruch Hu Kavyachal Oisem Mashta Adam Oisek. The Baditch Shiva says that the Bashanu used to always say this: "Meichiach Esa Oylam Tamid." This was a constant thing, or at least a regular thing that the Bashanu Tiv would say. It wasn't just one time. Hashem Tzilcha again to empower a person. A person realizes who the human being is. That so much of life is not, I'm a victim of things that are happening to me. You're not a victim of things that are happening to you. You're a shutaf lakadish baruch You're a partner. And when you have partnership in a business, you're not a victim. You decide a lot of what's happening. There's a shutaf here. There's a partnership here. So b'meila, Hashem would say, Hashem tzilcha. Realize that Hashem is often emulating you. Now that's very, very powerful stuff. Hashem is emulating you. And that's what the Zohar says, that the Alma law responds to the Alma Tata. There's like a very deep, deep partnership. And the truth is, that when you speak about Bitochen, there's the way Bitochen is on one level, and there's the way there's Bitochen on another level. For example, the Chazoynish has a famous uh, mimer or essay about Bitochen. It's printed, it's very well known. And the, one of the big points that Chazanish makes over there is that uh, Chazanish was one of the greatest Litvish Gdailim of the last generation. Rabbi Avram Yeshaya Karelitz was his name. Chazanish, Ish is Avram Yeshaya, right? That was his name. He never, uh, unfortunately, he never had children. And uh, he grew up in Lithuania and then he moved to Eretisral in the, in the 1930s. He passed away, Tavshin Yodalit, I think, 1953. So besides writing many, many works on halacha known as Chazoynish and Shas and Poiskim and, uh, and uh, this Darim of Shas, he also wrote letters and he also wrote some uh, literature, some uh, Maimorim essays on different concepts of Hashkafa. So I w- w- read his essay once on Betochen and he says, you know, people make a mistake when they think that Betochen means that their attitude that their confidence, that their trust, yeah, can have an impact. He says, absolutely not. There's a midas hadin, there's something that happens. Betochen means that you trust that God knows what he's doing. That God is good. God knows what he's doing, that's what it means. That whatever happens is purposeful, it's meaningful. He says, that's what it means. And he's very sharp about it. He says, don't deceive yourself and delude yourself that... Uh, that your attitude, your your sense of trust, your betachin actually impacts. What has to happen happens as a master of the universe. Betachin means that you trust that it's good. 
So this... I'm explaining to you what the Chazanish says. I'm just quoting what the Chazanish says. No, no, because he's, he's trying to explain. You have to, we always speak about that in Torah, there's different layers. So what he said, so what he said, I want to try to understand what he means. Does he mean that, um, that someone should, I don't think, I mean, I hope he's not saying that what we think doesn't affect what happens because we're learning right now that what we think and how we act doesn't affect what happens because Hashem will, uh, will act to us that certain way also. So I think, well, I think maybe what he means is that we should do that, do that, you know, believe that, but then not be um, connected to the outcome. That what, like, we can't think, oh, I want to make a million dollars tomorrow, so I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be, next tomorrow when I don't make a million dollars, I'm going to be disappointed. Hey, I did this, and you can't be attached to the result. Don't get too attached to the result, you say. Yeah. Yeah, also, but the truth is that the yeah, perhaps, but the truth is that the Zohar clearly says, like I quoted before, what the Balatanya told his grandson, that a person's machshavas, a person's attitudes, a person's perspectives has an impact. Like the Bashamtav says, Hashem Tzilcha. It could be, it could be that this is the difference of Nigla the Torah and Pnimiyas Torah. Meaning, on one level, Nigla, more revealed level, you know, God is the boss, and you just, <laughs> you're, you're employed, then you have to do what you have to do, and realize that the boss is good. And sometimes you don't understand what he's doing, and sometimes uh, it's painful what he's doing, but ultimately there's a purpose in this world, in the next world, Elam Haba, and so forth. And in many ways, that's a traditional uh, and true way of interpreting it on one level. Huh? <laughs> Since you're a Litvak, you could say it. I. <laughs> Used to be okay. It's <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I just want to bring out that there's different layers to it. But usually, when there's different layers. Been able to see the layers evolve. This is not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even joking. Honestly, it's uh, it's it's hard. It's harder to intuit how one here is an evolution of the other. They see mamish. Right. So the Adonis say that maybe it's not menakatzel akatzel. I have to look. I saw it many years ago. I have to look at it again. But it could be. It's not menakatzel akatzel in the sense that. Ah. Uh, after, after the Maisa, yeah. After the Maisa, that, you know, post the fact, yeah. Post the fact, you say, you know, called David Rahman Allah Tavavid, and uh, there's a purpose in it, Vachuli. We never change Shem's rots. We're changing our own way looking at the rot, what's going on. Shem's not going to die for a chayla to get better because we decide Shem's going to loosen our feelings and Shem's going to change his mind. So what are you diving for? We want to change our own place in the universe. That's, the, that's really, that's. That's what Rafa'enu means. Rafa'enu means you should be healthy, no? So, we, we're going to so, much, and now so it's a good shaila. Yeah, it's the Rishayna mask. How can you be Shinoi Ratzon, right? That's a good shaila. But I'll peep shot. What is Tfilah? Tfilah is. It's all designed to change ourselves. But as a result, but as a result. Okay, fine. It's all designed you could say that also. That's broad in your shayna. That's filler. You're not changing him. You're changing yourself. It's a new person. 
If it's a new person, this person doesn't have this uh, this experience. Mark the Pashtas. Pashtas, we are saying that, yeah, we create a positive energy. But we didn't see it work, so we still trust the role. Right. Right. We, we don't have to think that creating a positive energy necessarily failed. We don't understand how it worked. Right. 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 And I think that's where the two things do come together. That it doesn't mean it didn't work, your positivity didn't work, or your tefillah didn't work. Just we don't understand the full picture, we don't understand everything. It's like a vending machine. <laughs> trust, trust, trust. Called the Ovid or Gamzul So Nimtza, let's so let's see. so Nimtza Lefiza. What what's the what what what's the summation of this? Nucha the Meshuris Adin Lamata Echan Hagamulmaila. Very often, when you look at the way the system sure is the system, the letter of the law, the system of Din is here. You can understand how it's Lamaila. because generally, whatever has been established down here, it's because. It begins in the higher realms and it evolves into this world. That's why you see it says in Chassidus many times that the Gemara always gives Meshalim, the Gemara Medrashim, always Meshalim from Hashem, from a Melech Basav Adam. Marshal the Melech Basav Adam or Marshal from this Melech, that Melech. And the question is, which Melech are you giving Meshalim from? One Melech was more Meshugan than the other. From the Roman king and the French king and this king and that king. The Pshat is... The Gemara also says in Brachas, Malchusa the Arik ain Malchusa the Rakia. Ripsheshus was blind and he knew when the king was coming because when the fanfare and the drama, the Gemara says in Brachas that he went with a tzduki, the king was coming and there were many groups that came before the king and he says, This is not the king, this is not the king, this is not the king. And then it was quiet. He said, Now the king comes. How did he know? He couldn't see. Everyone else made a mistake. He said, Malchusa the Arik ain Malchusa the Rakia. Malchus down here is like Malchus up there. And Hashem tells Eliyahu Anavi, Loi beruach Hashem, Loi berash Hashem, Loi beesh Hashem, called Mama Daka. God doesn't come in the volcanoes and the storms and the fires and the earthquakes. It's a called Mama Daka. It's a still, subtle voice. The sound of silence. So Malchusa the Aris, Kein Malchusa the Rakia. So what's Pshat? The Pshat is if something is in Malchus down here, there's a reason that it's in Malchus here, but it's because it's above that way. Hainu Damriinshi, yeah. Yeah, Hainu Damriinshi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Babakama, Daftadik Bez is a whole sugya, more than a blot. Minan Mili Damriinshi. The Gemara goes through dozens of statements in the marketplace, in what we call today slang, and says, What's the source? He finds a source here, and who says there's a source? People's Meshachasim, what's the big deal? The Pshat is, if it takes root in, in, in human life, it's, it didn't come from nowhere, it's, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It comes from Lamail, it comes from Ruchani is that way. Everything has a source in Torah. Or to put it differently, the Zayar says, Torah is the blueprint of creation. So if something is in the world, it's in the blueprint. <laughs> you can't have a good... A good uh, Contractor builds according to the blueprint, not like some other contractors. They follow the blueprint. Hashem was a good contractor. He followed the blueprint. If it's in the world, it's in the Torah. 
It has a source in Torah. So therefore, Shuras Hadin, the system of law down here, from it you could know Eicha Nagamal Maila. And that's why we explain that Kamayim Aponim Laponim, the fact that it's down here is because it's up there that way. That's the system, the way the Rebbeinu Shalalam constructed the universes. Down here we see the system of justice is always First it's intense. When a person pours out his wrath through words or through an activity, through open rebuke, so the midas hakas, the the attribute of anger gets weakened more and more at until it ceases. And the rebuke that's coming from you is completely sweetened. A person has tremendous, tremendous, I'm very upset, right? And I share it with you. I share it. I let it out. It gets better and better. On the contrary, if you hold on to it, you repress it, then it can explode or implode, which could be even worse. But generally speaking, a person pours out the wrath in words or in certain activities. So with time, the further you get away, the more it gets sweetened and it stops. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is also expressed in halacha. The halacha says, we have a, a law in Hilcha Shabbos that call him a kalkal in pturin. If you do something that's just detrimental, you're not biblically liable. In other words, Malachas Shabbos has to be a constructive Malacha. I build a, I make a fire, I cook something, I bake something, I plant seeds, I plow. I'm doing something constructive. I sew, I write two letters. I'm trying to fix something, Makabapatish, right? But what if I'm just destroying something? Pturin, Bibli- rabbinically it could be a problem, but biblically you're potter. But the, there's an exception. Hamashaber kalim b'chamasa. It's a very interesting exception. Somebody breaks kalim, it's detrimental. You're going to have to buy new ones or fix it. It's a schlep. But you're doing it because you're angry. Or it says, akireya b'chamasa. Somebody tears because of his anger. So you know what? He's chayev. Why? Why? So the Rambam says in Hilchah Shabbos in Perik Yud, because his Yetzirah calms down. <laughs> This is the, the outlet. A person needs an outlet, right? He goes to the punching bag and he punches the bag a hundred times. He does a hundred push-ups. He runs around the block, which is a good thing to do when you're angry. Running around the block a hundred times, right? He punches that bag. He's not just doing punching. He's actually, he's repairing himself. He may be destroying the kalim, but he needs some type of outlet. Now you have to find a positive outlet, but there's an outlet here. So what's the idea? The idea is Masakanu The Ramam's Lashon is that he's Miyashiv Daitai Bedavarza. He calms down. Vyanuach Yitzra. His Yitzhara has menucha. His 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 anger has menucha. What does this mean? This means that as a result of this outburst, there is serenity. If this is true down here, it's true up there with Midas Hadin. So in the beginning, there's more intensity. But as you let it out, you rebuke the person, you said what you had to say. If you repress it, then it doesn't happen. Then it comes out a year later, and it's meshuggah, right? You know what I mean, yeah? If you have a lot of emotional constipation. But if 
you let it out. I tell you, this is Don't keep things in your heart. The Rambam says in Hilchas Day is Don't hold grudges. Tell it to people. The Rambam says the the, the Isra is Bilvavecha. Not if you tell it to somebody in your heart. They're keeping it in your heart, and it builds and builds and builds. We know what it is. What it what it does. It erodes everything. Why? Because it never had an outlet. When I speak to you, I get it out of my system. I communicate it. There is more honesty. There's more communication. The same is true with a child. That's what he says. Whether it's bedibur or ma'isa, v'lachen l'mayla gam kimotzinim gam kimberish shana shu yoyim hadin yoyim aleph udin akashia v'yoyim beis din erafia. In Kabbalah, the Arizal's works. He always says the first day of Rosh Hashanah is an intense din, and the second day is din erafia. It's a weaker din. The second day of Rosh Hashanah is there. Why? Because it's the second day, and that's how it is. With time, as the din comes out, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. According to this, we'll understand the depth of Moshe's question. This was the depth of Moshe's question. Moshe looks at Golos and sees it as a Midas Hadin, as the attribute of justice for sin, and he wants to know what the Jews did. First thing he wants to know, what's the shayrish? What's the root of this din? Ma'awachet. A judgment has to come for something. You're being judged for something. Tell me the sin. Tell me why I'm being judged. Tell me why they're thrown into Golas. I know why Zdoim was destroyed. I know why the flood happened. I know why the Dera Flaga happened. I know why Cain was exiled. But I don't know why, I know why Ishmael was expelled. I don't know why the Jews were thrown into Golas. Why? Shayrish. Give me the root. What's the root? The root is where everything comes from, where the tree comes from. You build a whole exile. Tell me the shayrish. Ma'awachet. V'zeu lama'areyoyse. That's the first question. Why did you do this to them? What did they do? What did the Jews do? I don't know what they did. There's no sin that's recorded. Elishmois b'nei Yisrael aboyim etzrayim abu. Pare stands up and he starts making an edict. He starts issuing forth an edict against them. Why? But then he asks something else. Shura Sadin. What's Shura Sadin? Shura Sadin is what's the source of it? Shura Sadin is the system of the din. Doesn't make sense. Let's say there is some concealed sin which produces galos. In Kabbalah, it says that the door of Mitzrayim was the same door of Haflaga. They were building towers and they were building in Egypt. We'll see about this later. But let's say there is something. But let's look at the system of Golos. First, more intense. And it gets weaker. Until the Gula comes. Here was the exact opposite. We know when a person is put into prison for 30 years, right? What's the system? In the beginning, it's maximum security. If it's a serious issue, maximum security. As time continues, what happens? Becomes easier, becomes easier. What do they do the last six months? A halfway house. Why? Well, there's always parole and good behavior. What's the idea? The idea is the longer... The longer the punishment is enduring, the weaker it becomes. 
In the beginning, the persons, <laughs> you pay over the mortgage, right? <laughs> you pay over the mortgage slowly, so you pay interest, 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 interest. Then ultimately, hopefully, you get to the principal, and you're paying it off, and it's less and less and less, and it's much easier to get rid of it completely. To pay off your mortgage in the beginning, 30 years, is difficult. But as it gets less and less and less, pay off. The same is true with the punishment. You pay it. The longer you pay, the weaker it gets until it goes away. That's the system of din. That's sure as a din. When somebody does something to you, you don't say that 10 years from now, I'm more angry than now. It doesn't work that way. Unless it's all repressed. If it's not repressed, for it. It gets easier, it gets weaker. What's the system in Golos? The exact opposite. It got harder. The Gula started and now Esht Golos. This Moshe couldn't fathom. This is not the Midas Adin. So there's Shoirish Adin and there's Shuras Adin. And both he can't grasp what's the Shoirish of the Din and what's the whole system happening here. The system is contrary to anything that makes sense. I'll tell me up there it's different than down there. It can't be different if it's here. That Din gets weaker. As it gets executed, it gets weaker and weaker until it ceases. That way it should be Lamaila too. And here he sees the exact opposite. Continue Bezer Hashem tomorrow. the first day. Yeah. Second Irish Shani was ever had a different name. The I don't think this means not to be realistic. How does it go together? That you have to be very careful because you recognize that you're giving people an outcome of the afternoon. How can you say everything is good about them? Let's worry about them. Listen, to do what you have to do, you have to do. But anxiety and worry, that's not part of what you have to do. That doesn't help. We're not saying that if somebody doesn't need a lawyer, they shouldn't, that needs a lawyer, shouldn't go to a lawyer, needs a doctor, shouldn't go to a doctor, or needs a consultant, shouldn't go to a consultant, or needs another help, shouldn't go for that help. What we're saying is the worry, the anxiety, that's not part of it. The Rebbeinu Shalom says to a person, You have to do what you have to do, but there are to be a keli for his bracha. But he never says you have to worry. That's not, that doesn't help anybody. So it's like bringing a story in my head that my mother told me. She survived the Auschwitz. Your mother was in Auschwitz? Father of the At the very end of the war, and everybody knew that it was a question of days when it's going to be over. Moving the railroad station and Germans and Arabs. The war is over, everybody is free, you can go and do whatever you want. And the mother said, don't. 
to open up these doors and these gathered cards to be thrust out to the And your your parents stayed in the tray in the in the No, I'm saying how did they get saved? They stayed in the cattle cars. They mowed everybody down. Huh? Everybody jumped out. Everybody left the car. They were ready. I think you always have to be realistic. I don't think being realistic means doing what is the responsible thing in any given circumstance. If a person is in a place of danger, like your mother was, isn't that the appropriate thing to do, to be very conscientious and very careful? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think being positive means being in denial and naive and, and, you know, floating in heaven and and just, uh, you do. Maybe you're confusing positive with uh, being like fictional and uh, and uh, naive, and uh, but I don't think that's what he means by positive. I think positive, betochen doesn't mean that you're you're in la la land, <laughs> you're, you're living in an alternate reality, and uh, I don't think that's what betochen means. Betochen, as he says, is like you have a best friend. And you really trust. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.